Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Bill John Stossel, who is... He struck out on his own a while back after yeah. working for ABC News for many years and then working for Fox. Yeah. Uh, and then he just decided, you know what, I've made enough money working for corporate America and he's going to just start doing his own thing it's, online. It's really interesting, too, because John Stossel is one of the, we'll say, media faces that uh, I can trace back through you know, enjoying his stuff long before, long, time. long before I ever sort of, you know, came out of my fog of statism. Uh, I wonder if he had an influence on you at all. I imagine he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about planting seeds all the time. Right. And I imagine, because he did a great job of explaining the why behind whatever story he was going on about and how, well, it's just not right for this to happen, even though, and he would point out some, you know, government fault or fallacy or some thing that they did, you know, even though this is the way it is, it's still wrong for this to happen to these people. And he would do that summary at the end of all of his stories. And so he's one of the, the few media faces that I can say I've, I, I wouldn't say I've followed, but I remember him I going back to, I don't even know how long ago. Yeah, I, I don't know either. He used to work for 2020 yeah. way back in the day. And I think that might be the first that I ever saw him was on 2020. Uh, that was certainly, uh, if he had a profile before that, I I didn't know about it. You're a little older than than I am. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I remember seeing his stuff and... And wondering, how the hell did this guy make his way through corporate media as high as he did? The other interesting thing about John Stossel, and he was used to be a stutterer. Really? And he just put his mind to it and beat it. Like, he beat stuttering. I did not know that about yeah, him. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, personal detail to his huh. story as, like, a professional broadcaster. Because normally, yeah. stutterers don't make it in broadcasting. It's like, yeah. you don't get to be on the air, but... He, and frequently, they don't even make it as callers on, like, you know, yeah. call-in radio programs. He overcame that. Yeah. And so, it's an amazing great. personal success story. I did not know that. That's That makes him even more impressive. Yeah, so he's back at it. He's been doing his own thing for a while, but also seems to be doing some moonlighting for Reason, uh, magazine, Reason.com, and that's where this story appears. Uh, it's about a woman who had her home stolen, and she's not the only one, <laughs> over missing a property tax payment. Uh, more than one, I guess. But uh, ultimately, she uh, her name is Tawanda Hall. And in some states, if you miss just one tax payment, they can take your home. And have. And keep all of the money. Because the way I always thought it worked was when you are, when you quote unquote owe the government for property taxes, if you, if you owe them quote unquote uh, $10,000, they steal your home on paper. And they do what they call a tax sale mm. and they sell it for $200,000. Mm. Well, they're supposed to take the $10,000 that you owe out of the 200000 and then give you the remaining $190,000. you are still out of home. That's what but- happens if you default on like a mortgage. I want to say that there are certain things, aspects about this abortion issue that most people don't know. I don't know. I studied metaphysics and I've learned from other lectures and so on that the spirit of the baby-to-be, which will be into the the, the body of the child when it's born, um, it's not fully uh, – it, it floats in and out of the womb area during the entire time of gestation. So that it is not murder like one side says it is. 
And it's now, not, how, how would anyone determine where a spirit is located? Uh, uh, all right, here's, here's, here's the uh, argument in back of all of that. The um, Yale University invented the lie detector test, but then they also later on invented something more sensitive. It's called, it's the University School of Medicine uh, from Yale, and it's a more sensitive instrument that could detect when that spirit of that baby is in the womb area or in the floating area. But in addition to that, some people, not many, but some remember that floating period during that nine months, and clairvoyant people can see it. And I, I know of one who had seven children, and she could see that even after her seven children were born for a period of a, a week, ten days, I don't even remember the exact time, that the the spirit would kind of float in and out. So you've got a whole bunch of uh, evangelicals and Catholics and others that are, you know, very sure that the, it's mm-hmm. already alive and all that. And you have another side that doesn't believe that at all. They think it's just tissue or whatever they say. Right. And and I think that there is another uh, There's another story. I mean, I'm way beyond child-barring age, so I'm not, I'm not myself involved in that. But I do know some of these, these situations. I know about them, and I kind of think that maybe if more people knew, I thought that maybe the Supreme Court should know this. I even call the Supreme Court, but I don't have a computer, and you have to. Use, well, I suspect the Supreme uh, you know. Court doesn't uh, doesn't take calls. Usually, like, hello. <laughs> usually, judges are pretty hard to get a hold of. But but no, you you are, what you're bringing up sounds like a, a very kind of new age uh, spiritual belief system. I'm familiar. It's uh, an with interesting the perspective, one yeah. that I had not, not a, heard it's before. It's not a belief system. It's what what has happened. Well, I mean, you can't prove it, right? Seen. So you you can't prove it, even though you talk yeah. to a clairvoyant person or someone who claims to be clairvoyant or someone who That's can see right. nobody or, wants to believe or someone who psychic. can see auras or whatever they it's don't just want hard to see any prove. of that that's all new agey you're right yeah i'm not However, saying i don't believe the, the you. same thing happens to uh what the the christians uh, say are miracles i just want to say i think that it is um very detestable to commit such an offense to the creation of life and that i can understand both sides and i'll tell you why because i've made the error myself and I'm in my 50s, and I will say this, you will never get over it. You will never get over it. But I'll say this, each person that speaks, we owe it to every life that's in the mother's womb, and I'll tell you why. Because each person that's fighting right now must be thankful to their mother, their father, and the God in heaven that gave them life upon this earth. That They can fight for many things, but how dare we? deny life to someone child in the womb it is unright well, okay is not so fair. we get it what you're saying you, that you don't appreciate it you think it's wrong um it's wrong, I, I happen to period. subscribe to the captain's perspective on this is whatever i think about abortion it's not my life it's not my body it's none of my business um, but a lot of the people on the anti-abortion side of things seem to think that it is their business. So I have to ask you, uh, Cilicia, do you want to see these women punished somehow beyond just, as you said, it's it's a decision that's hard to make, that it may, it may haunt them for the rest of their life? You just have to ask them one question. You have to say, did your mother grant you life upon this earth that you can speak? Then you owe that to the child. It's obvious that, they, that they, they did. People have been... I want to say brainwashed into believing 
that war is noble. Mm-hmm. I, oh, oh, my kids joined the military. I'm so proud of him. They're fighting for freedom. He's Captain. he's going to go and and you know murder some other people for uh, that he's never met and has no quarrel with because some guy in a suit told him to do it. Well, if it weren't for that, then we would all be speaking German now. That's not true. No, that's total propaganda. But that's what people believe. They really do believe that. And so I think that given the the swell of the feel of nationalism and patriotism and this this feeling that makes people side with war makes them completely blind to or to just sort of take in stride all of the innocent life that is I mean, is crushed under it. And, and it seems so obvious to us, but to them it's just like, well, there's a price you have to pay for living in a free society. Those are the things they tell themselves about that. Like this, this, this taking of life, right? Whether, you know, it's uh, the opinion of like our last caller believes abortion is uh, murder apparently mm-hmm. uh, according to her beliefs and then there's like lives that you know have gone on and you know they're in their teens or 20s or whatever and and they're out either doing killing or being killed because they're trying to kill the other guy whatever like both of these things are supported by statism i had two questions for you guys one is i keep hearing about the shire um and i've seen videos of you ian like getting pulled over and they're like, hey, do you have your registration? And you're like, it's registered with the Shire. Um, what exactly is that? Is it like an actual government that y'all see to, or is it, um, is it a gimmick? Are you just trolling cops? What is that? Uh, well, why you would think a bunch of volunteers would ever, would ever create a government is, is confusing to me. But uh, no, it's not a government. Uh, the Shire Society was formed, I believe, in 2010 at the Summertime uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. There was uh, dozens of people that gathered together, to several dozen, to sign the Shire Society Declaration. You can read it for yourself uh, over at ShireSociety.com. It's a very simple one-page statement of basically personal independence it's essentially a a declaration of personal independence from the idea of the state and the concept was well this the state loves to tell us well you live in society you're part of society and so therefore you have to do what we say and so the idea was well let's make our own society because the society is if you look up the definition of it it is a group of people who've come together voluntarily that's mm-hmm. the key word voluntarily to achieve a common goal typically the tax thing that that happened to a dear friend of mine she she uh grew up in this house her parents died her dad died 10 years later her mom dies leaves her the house it's paid for mm-hmm. but it was a real rural area and there's a lot of property mm-hmm. and, th- and this woman's a little bipolar you know has some issues and uh, yeah, she fell behind a few months. They came and took that house, and wow. she's still wrecked by it. This happened about eight, nine years ago. And did and they I, pay her I anything heard... for it, or did they no. take all the revenue? Oh, they they took all because she went away heartbroken and wow. didn't didn't follow it up, and it would cost her tons of money to get a lawyer, and they didn't care. And you're right, you know, our <laughs> our taxes are paying these guys' salaries. Sure. So, you know, I was so disgusted by it, I had to just vent a little bit because... Uh, Where is she now, by the way? Hard. What happened when she lost her home? Was she able to, you know, did she, like, go couch surf for a few years until oh, she could yeah. get an apartment? Bounced around. She's okay now. Mm. I mean, she's yeah. an old girlfriend, but we're still real good friends. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, came to Florida with me for a while, blah, blah, blah. 
but it just wrecked her because yeah. she was supposed to be in that house forever. It was, and it was it was more than $900, but come sure. on, they didn't work with her. Matthew Hodges, by the way, and the county's lawyer in the story that we were sharing with you from Reason.com argues that, uh, quote, there couldn't be anything more fair than pro- informing property owners of what's going to happen giving them time to act and letting them make an informed choice. <laughs> They're acting like government has like an exquisite customer service department. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is uh, Christina Martin. She's a senior attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation who is against this procedure of stealing people's homes. She says, do you think if he knew he owed $8, he would have paid it? Of course, he didn't know, and there wasn't the proper incentive to let him know. Unquote. In fact, the town says Stossel has the incentive not to let him know. Officials rarely tell people, pay or we'll take your home. Right. Towns that do this write notes in legalese. Quote, a tax lien acquired under a certain instrument of taking from the collector of taxes for the city and said instrument of taking covers a certain parcel of land. That's absolutely what it's like. Yeah, word salad. They can't say it in plain English that everybody right. else understands. Like, hey, you owe eight bucks, and if you don't pay, we're going to take stealing. your house. Yeah, and of course, you do have to wonder when it comes to the tax sale which is the event that happens so they uh they go through this process of taking your home on paper right where they take the deed and they deed it to themselves basically due to the they're in they're in charge i don't want to be captain obvious but i don't think it's been said this comes up frequently when talking about property when talking about taxes but you never actually own your property that's true. Period. You're renting it from them. Yes. And if you want You're evidence of that. You're expected to keep it up, though. You're expected to yeah. you know, make sure you jump through yeah. all the hoops they put up for you. If if you want evidence, just don't pay your pro- – like have a piece of property that's completely paid off yep. and then don't pay your taxes. Watch what happens. See what happens. They might give you a threatening letter and then another threatening letter and then eventually – and I know in New Hampshire it's a two-year period. So you've got two years to kind of work it out. Right, and if uh, if you're still in arrears or whatever, you still uh, haven't paid whatever they're demanding, they just take it. Not all states are like that. No, that's probably true. Uh, In this case, they gave the home, so she tried to bring a court case, but it was dismissed because the government didn't make the profit off of selling the home. The government just stole the home, the town of Southfield, Michigan, and then gave it to a quote-unquote business called the Southfield Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative. And we speculated aloud. I had not read this far in the in the story. Yeah. Uh, we speculated aloud that the people behind the Southfield Re- uh, Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative were likely tied in very closely with the people that run the city of Southfield. And sure enough... Even if there wasn't a soul, what about the pain felt by the human being? Because we all know that partial, or most of us know partial birth abortion involves delivering the baby part way, poking a hole in the skull, and sucking, using suction to pull the brain out while the baby's alive. And that's right up until, right till birth, they can do that. And then the other one is dismemberment, where you suck the parts off the baby, including the head. So that's my comment to her. One last thing I want to say. She snidely said, I I detected the tone in her voice, that it's only evangelicals and Catholics. She needs to do some research before she gets on a national radio station and makes false claims. It is the majority of Americans. Now, my comment to the captain. Mm -hmm. First of all, Captain, um, 
uh, I just want to lead in with this thing. You know, the left is real, not you, Captain, but the left in general is real big on science. Follow the science. Follow the science. That's nonsense. Science is a convenience for them when they want to push through their left-wing agenda or, or evil agenda. In this case, it's evil. Because the American Pediatric Association, comprised of doctors and scientists, say that the minute the sperm fertilizes the egg, it is a completely separate being. You know, the goons, they like to steal your property if you don't give them money. <gasps> they, wait, oh, the government balls. gang stole your car? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's intense. Yep, yep. Filed for it because uh, they're supposed to do a thing called due process. Mm-hmm. And they even, you know, went to the trouble of saying, hey, watch out. We might give you a summons. And I'm like, great. I would love to talk to a judge about how you've been treating me. Sure. But uh, no, no. They just decided to tow it off instead. Off of your own property? Oh, no. Off of uh, public street. Oh. Uh, Bastards. They are more likely to do that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, legally parked and all, but uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's wow. not what I really wanted to call about tonight. Okay. What were you calling about? So um, I, I wanted to uh, tie together uh, the two topics that you've had so far, actually. Okay. So um, uh, an earlier caller uh, mentioned the, uh, the brainwave thing, and I, I really appreciated that because it, it shows uh, actually how there's a, a big ambiguity both in when life begins and in when life ends. And as you guys have been saying, I mean, this is something that, like, there's reasonable arguments in different places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I'm right, and, you know, it's going to be really hard to, to dissuade me, and I'm sure that's true of a lot of people, but sure. I can still recognize that everyone's, you know, making reasonable arguments. Yeah. Society or not society, you know, whether you belong to one or not, is kind of irrelevant to me because this is a preference issue. This is a personal preference issue. Abortion, to me, is a personal preference issue. Mm, I, you, I completely disagree you with prefer, you. <laughs> you prefer what you think is right. Other people prefer what they think is right, whether it agrees with your perception or not. That's what they think. And there's so no, many varieties no, of what people think that it's a no, preference issue to me. nothing to do with preference at all. This has to do with definitions. So, I mean, I can, it doesn't matter if I prefer to murder you. That's unacceptable. I mean, that's preference. Now, it's definitions, though. Okay, we can very clearly define, okay, you're a human being. You're a moral agent. I I don't know. I haven't haven't heard a clear definition of when life begins on this program yet tonight. Well, I I can tell you when, I I can tell you the clearest definition I can muster. Well, and 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 certainly one that that not everybody can agree on. I'll tell you why. Well, I'll tell you, and you may not agree with me, but I can tell you why at least. And we believe in property rights. That's that's our whole thing. Life, Mm -hmm. liberty, and property, which is really all the same thing. When you mix your labor with nature, that's when we are certain you have property. And as soon as you took that first breath, we can be certain that you mixed your labor with nature. Well, people can't even agree on the definition of well, sure. anything surrounding this. Yeah, so, to some people it's a fetus, like, to like another this, person this it's, a, it's a... Chocolate versus vanilla, this is what is that? People don't agree. I mean, like I said, some people say it's a fetus. Other people say, no, it's a full-on human being with uh, full-on rights. And that's a huge uh, gulf of uh, between definitions there. 
Well, and, and that's exactly it. It's a difference of definition, not of preferences. And I mean, a, a preference is, is a small thing. Like we can go about our lives disagreeing with, with preferences all day and that's fine. That's great. That's wonderful. That just makes a better market for everyone. But we can't go about our lives disagreeing about the definitions of reality and have no friction with each other. Well, the friction comes in when somebody with a different definition or or preference wants to enforce that viewpoint on other people through the use of violence, yes. namely the state. For example, I would prefer that there is no war, but I'm not prepared to force that on anybody else. Oh, I am. How can you force but, there to be no war? I don't know, but if I could, I would. <laughs> Now, if you have a sane society, it doesn't matter if you prefer abortion. If you define it as murder, then you don't do it anyway. Right, but generally the sticking point isn't so much uh, whether abortion is preferred or not preferred. The sticking point is when is it considered life? It's a time issue, right? Some people think, oh, it's when the sperm uh, you know, fertilizes the egg. Other people go, well, it could be any time up until the, I don't know, third trimester. Yeah, so there's a couple of problems with that. Um, so one of your problems is, uh, prob- is like definitions changing based on what our technology level is. That's no way to run a society. Uh, another one is like, okay, I don't actually see the sperm or the egg. Like I can't, I can't personally verify when that moment occurs Mm -hmm. but it's it's like and again that might just be a technological problem but again that's kind of the same issue now i can tell you for sure that child cried then like that's when there was a gasp i heard that gasp i watched that mouth open air move from point a to point b i can verify it at the time of fertilization you can verify that no he's talking about when they take a breath Oh, I see. I, okay, I get you. My wife and I were talking about it last night. She was raised Catholic. I was raised Southern, not any real religion. However, she made the point that life starts when legs are up in the air because there's always a chance that you can get pregnant. And if you're taking that chance, you should be in the mind that it could happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're not out here having sex, doing things that are supposed to be for married people. And last time I checked, you know, that's, that's my own belief. You know, I know y'all got your own, but if, you know, people weren't out here having sex all willy nilly, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't need to be an abortion thing. And, you know, it used to be sex was reserved for when you got married, which is why, you know, the woman wore the white dress. Yeah. I mean, people have been banging for a long time. I mean, that's definitely what certain religions specify. But no, given I, the human that, drive but... to reproduce, I guarantee you that there have been people that have been having sex outside of marriage, and a large number of them, forever. I get that, but do you want some leftover after somebody else has already had something, <laughs> or would you like a, a something brand new? Again, Honestly, we're getting into I mean, preference no, no here. Yeah, really that's all about preferences, that... man. And uh, for me, it's, that's never been a requirement for any of my girlfriends. I mean, as long as they take care of themselves and they're not dirty. His name is Hunter. And he writes us from Texarkana. And I wasn't real clear on uh, 100% where he's being held, so I looked it up. Because it didn't actually say on the the envelope which yeah. institution, which seemed unusual, just had the address and, and his name on it. Uh, but it's it's actually typed. 
So they must have a typewriter or something in, mm. in, in prison. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a printout to me. But uh, anyway, he says this, and it's a federal, by the way, uh, prison there in Texarkana. Okay. He says, "I've got a dear FTL. I've got a question for you and your listeners. If Texas ever secedes, and I think we should say when Texas secedes, what happens to me, a Texas prisoner?" I guess I'm a resident of Texas, but a citizen of the United States. And, of course, what he means there is the Federal Bureau of Prisons moves people around. They so do, yeah. He probably wasn't from Texas. He's just there because he's in prison and they moved him. A lot of times they'll they'll actually, seems like they make a point of moving you as far away from your family members as they possibly can. Yeah. That's what they did with Ross Ulbricht, for instance. And sometimes they'll move you more than once. So I yeah. think Ross, Ross Ulbricht has been moved two or three times at least uh, in the last nine years. So he says, uh, what do you think would likely happen? I could see being given the option to transfer to the Bureau of Prisons, but I could also see states wanting to keep their prisoners to justify one more boondoggle to burn taxpayers' money. Questions about federal property are definitely front and center when it comes to what happens when secession occurs. Because we expect it to happen at some point, whether it's Texas that goes first, California, or New Hampshire. Those are three of the, uh, the I guess, key states where there's some active movements towards yeah. independence. And I don't care who goes first. I support it. I don't care that California... Saw a Twitter poll on that the other day. I voted New Hampshire. Oh, it was like, nice. who do you think is going to secede first? And who was winning? New Hampshire. Nice. Like 59% to, you know, I don't know. I'd, like I said, I don't care who goes first. I support it. Uh, I don't care if California wants to be more socialist or Texas wants yeah. to be more conservative. You guys go for it. Let's, That's what we need. Somebody start. Uh, but uh, but a big question is, what do you do with federal property? What do you do with federal parks? What do you do with uh, military uh, bases, if there are any? And then fur- further, and this is actually the first time somebody's brought this one up, so I'm glad he did. Yeah. What do you do about federal prisons? I don't know if every state has them, but I bet that they do. Uh, and so how do you handle that? And I think that that's one of the negotiations that's going to have to happen is what do we do about this? Cause obviously they can't necessarily immediately absorb those federal prisoners into other facilities cause they're probably near capacity or whatever. Right. So you can't just immediately shut that thing down. From Pew research of August of 2021, there are more than 2 million Oof. people in jail and prison in the U S uh, including uh, so jail and prison uh, total incarcerated population is wow. significantly greater than that of China. So which has way more people, right? So China has less prison population than the United States, even though they have a significant number more wow. population. So to put that in perspective, because a lot of people can't really wrap their head around two million people. Uh, and uh, the number that I gleaned was 2.1 million, right? So uh-huh. just over 2 That's million. That's one out of every 150 people, roughly, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. So guess what the populations of the top one, two, three, four, we'll call it five cities in the United States are? More than uh, 2 million. Yes. New York City has 8 million, 8.6. Los Angeles has 4 million. San Francisco. Chicago has 2.6. Houston has 2.3. And if the United States prison population were a city, it would be number five. Wow. It would be the fifth largest city in the United States. It's also bigger than many states as well. Yeah. Phoenix is below that with 1.7. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, 1.5. 
San Antonio, 1.5. San Diego, 1.4. There's only 1.3 million here in all of New Hampshire. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.